ABC or end up sad like Mr. Me. He ended up sad. He ended up sad. He ended up really, really, really sad. He ended up sad. He ended up sad. He ended up really, really, really sad. Welcome to this might be a podcast. This is. The VIP section. This is the Patreon peeps party number three. And uh, I'm doing a uh, daytime taping here to get a couple of my European uh, subscribers in on this. Uh, Returning to the show, we've got Maciek Taubert all the way from Poland. What is up, my man? Uh, Hello. Thank you for having me. I just ate a medium-sized falafel that surely wasn't medium-sized, and now I'm very dozy. uh, (laughs) I hear that. I just ate like half of uh, what was left over from the pizza I ordered last night. Uh, My wife is uh, back in Chicago helping with our new niece, helping her sister out, and uh, so I'm living the bachelor life. And, of course, the first thing I did was uh, when I got home was order a pizza. Eat half of it last night and half of it for lunch. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that food coma as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Maciek, you're, uh, people are going to be hearing you on another episode in uh, a number of months. I don't know. I'll, I'll, we've recorded another episode, uh, but people yes. would have heard you on uh, I've Got a Match and The Communists Have the Music. So you are a podcast veteran at this point. Right? Wouldn't you say you're like a professional now? Well, I wouldn't necessarily put it that way, but you keep inviting me, so... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I must be doing something right. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking to extend the, you know, the, the, the little family that we got growing here with further around the world, and uh, getting uh, Europeans on here is great. The, the UK... Uh, the, the England contingent hasn't been as difficult to round up, but I still have yet to have a guest on. I've had a, uh, four Australians on. I still have yet to have guests on from the whole continent of Asia, uh, all of Africa, and all of South America. So I still got three continents to to hit. So if anybody out there listening uh, knows they might be Giants fans from uh, those reaches of the world, uh, I, I almost got someone from Tokyo on and they just weren't confident enough in their English. I tried to convince them to give it a shot, but they were people, you know, it's hard for me to understand that people are shy because that's just yeah. the op- opposite of what I am. But that is some people are, <laughs> you know, nervous about hearing themselves talk, especially in a second language. Uh, and then joining us uh, for the first time, Becca, Becca Ganey. Did I say that right? Yes, that's perfect. My name is Becca Ganey. What's up, Becca? Where? Wait, where are you at? I'm in Boston. I'm a little south of Boston. I just finished up my bachelor's degree in biology at Boston University. So I'm just hanging out here trying to figure out how a young lady gets hired when (laughs) the entire economy is on pause. So, yeah. Oh, not the most convenient time to be getting into the job market for sure. Um, my sister's actually in uh, Watertown and works in Boston, so I've been out there quite a few times. So maybe once travel is allowed and I'm out there seeing family, we uh, we should meet up. Sure, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. The 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 claim to fame with my sister's current neighborhood, though she's moving, um, is she lives right around the corner from where the Boston Marathon bomber hid in someone's backyard in their boat. She lives right around the corner from that house. That so, must have done uh, wonders for their property taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I never asked her about that. But um, she, uh, they actually did not live there at the time. They moved there after that. But the the people that you know, their boat is still there. Those people still live there, and um, yeah. So that's uh, the the, I guess, the the claim to. I don't know, infamy that the, the neighborhood has. I don't know. Most people probably don't even realize that. It's not like they put a sign up outside the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, and then we've got uh, Coleman, Coleman uh, Hegarty from Ireland. What's up? Hello. It, things are good here. Things are all up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're uh, in Tipperary at the moment. Chilling. Yes. Yes, yes. You said you, you, your family is holed up in a uh, smaller... What was the name of the, the smaller town? You, you you left Dublin because of all the nonsense. Where are you at again? What's yes. the name? So we're in Tipperary or Chubador in the Irish. Um, you know, socially distancing, all that. It's nice and quiet down here, so you don't have to worry too much. So is this like a, like your family, like a vacation home or something? Yeah, I suppose you could. That's, that's about where we are right now. We were going to go down here. Obviously, school got cancelled in uh it's just at the end of uh april was it or no what am i saying it was in february end of february and so all of our exams went online all of our classes went online i got to suffer through zoom online classes and and now we're just about to kick in so i've got two exams left we're just about to summer holidays here and thankfully in ireland we have three months of summer holidays um so that's nice yeah, yeah, definitely. So you are in what year of your schooling now? Uh, let me do the American calculations here. I would be uh, going into uh, tenth grade. I think is correct. So crazy. sophomore, right? Yeah, sophomore. You finished up your sophomore year. Is what, what? Once once we get to high school, we we can't count past nine. Those are so big numbers. We start saying freshman, <laughs> sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah. Yeah, you are officially the youngest person to uh, be on this might be a podcast. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> though. Um, oh, though I did do a couple pre-tapings of the Roy G. Biv episode with my um, my nieces in 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 Boston. So there, <laughs> my sister actually recorded her um, daughters who are crap. Ellie's not. She's still four. No, five. Ellie is five, and Kira is two, or just about to turn two. And she caught them singing Roy G. Biv while taking a bath together. And she <laughs> sent me. So I'm ripping the audio off of that to go into that episode whenever we record it. But we're going to um, just get her to. I mean, the episode will be more with like my sister than it is with. Uh, um, the kids, but as much as they're they're willing to like shout from the background uh, about their opinions about the song, uh, then then they will have uh, they will have unseated you as the youngest guest. But for now, you are the youngest guest. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and and before I started recording, that was um your idea for the kind of our, our loose like starting point for this party episode was to talk about the 
age range of They Might Be Giants fans, which is very large. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and that's that's definitely a, a credit to the band. Um, I mean, for one thing, they've been around forever, but I think a lot of other bands that formed, you know, in the early 80s like they did are kind of just, uh, you know, if they are still together, I'm trying to think of a, can anyone think of a band from the earth that formed in the early 80s that's like roughly the same, the band's the same age as They Might Be Giants and is still going? Because it seems like all those bands, like, well, Journey, maybe? Um, I can't remember exactly when Journey formed. I'd have to Google that. but And they're just pretty much having members go in and out. There was a coup d'etat by the rhythm section. I don't know if you all saw that. They kicked out the rhythm section after the rhythm section tried to like stake a legal claim to the Journey uh, band name, so they kicked them out. <laughs> so you could say after that they needed a uh, rhythm section wanted. Exactly. Yeah, they they ended up getting a bass. They ended up getting a bassist back in that uh, was in the band in the mid '80s and then left and is now back. I'm not sure who their drummer is. I don't really care that much about Journey. But my point is, is that a band roughly the same age as They Might Be Giants is just having members in and out constantly and basically just playing "Don't Stop Believing" uh, for you know 30 plus years. Right? There's a few other good songs. They, I'm not saying Journey has no other good songs. Um, I think Any Way You Want It is probably my favorite of theirs, actually. You know, it's a little peppier. I don't need those sappy ballads. Uh, what, what, what other good songs does Journey have, Becca? What's, what's the I song called Two Ways or something? Is that, is that the name of the song? I don't know. I, uh, separate I, Ways. Separate Ways, yes. Amazing. There we go. I'm such a big fan, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny, though, like with the members of They Might Be Giants that I've had on the past members and stuff, they don't even remember. They forget all this stuff about a band that they were in, you know, <laughs> like Dan Hickey forgetting what albums he was on. That was a yeah, that was amazing. Moment. Yeah. Like, wait, I was on Long Tail Weekend, wasn't I? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> I'm looking at Journey. Oh, it looks like, whoa, they formed earlier. OK, so they formed. And they've broken up and reunited, so it's not exactly the same. They formed in 73? Wow. Their original run was 73 to 87. And they've had... I'm going to count the members on the Wikipedia page list. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 members. Though, They Might Be Giants did do a lot of shifting around in the 90s, but for the past... 17 well when marty joined yeah the past 17 years they've had no no switcheroos um who what, what bands have been around that long i'm just trying to make this connection here that most bands are just rehashing stuff and not really making many new fans like you're not gonna see you know a 10 year old at a journey show most likely unless uh they were dragged along i suppose can you even think of any? Well, they, they went on tour or they opened up for Squeeze in New Jersey at the Stone Pony recently. It was like a year ago. I know because my uh, my uh, girlfriend's parents went to see Squeeze. Um, they started somewhere around then, right? Being in the 80s, they're like an, a classic new wave band. Yeah, It hasn't Squeeze, changed much. Um, and it's not yeah, like they yeah. picked up new fans. Like she's, her parents said it was kind of an older crowd there anyway, but... 
Yeah, Squeeze uh, formed in 74. Um, oh, man. And it looks like, and they broke up a couple times, too. So, yeah, thinking of a band that has been, I mean, the Rolling Stones formed way earlier. They've never officially broken up. Um, but, uh, yeah, apparently they were only together for, like, eight years. Broke up. Got back together. And were together for another 15 years. Broke up. Got back together in, in 2007. But, yeah, Squeeze are amazing. And RG Bargy especially is, that that is my favorite Album, yeah, that's pretty cool for them. I have a chance to be able to open for Squeeze. It had to be pretty big for them. Uh, Primus, Primus only went on a small hiatus. They're like eighty-eight to now. They haven't made music in about three years, but they're still going. But yeah, that still counts. Red Hot Chili Peppers formed in nineteen eighty-three. Here we go. Okay, oh, wow. we have our band. We have our band. There you go. Now- <laughs> Apparently they took a hiatus in 97 and in 2007, but those were only like a year long, so I'd say they pretty much never officially broke up. But yeah, 1983 to present, and they they switched out a drummer at one point. Really, most of their member switching was very early on before they were much of anything. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Never got into them. No. That is the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Machek, do you, do you like uh do you like are you a pepper head i don't know what their fans call themselves <laughs> pepper grinder uh <laughs> i um well i i do like them it's not like uh my friend uh keeps making fun of me until this day that uh, i once said that I mean, I like them, but I can't imagine anyone having them as a as their favorite band. Right. Uh, but however, they did have some uh, really nice songs back in the day, like uh, "Breaking the Girl" era, more uh, rather than the um, newer stuff, where where yeah. it all sounds the same to me. Yeah, I would I would say that I don't actively hate them. Uh, <laughs> But they such mercy. They really yes <laughs> yes they well you know typically as you know and having written you know so many reviews for punk news you know though I mostly podcast now it's like I always try to find the positive in stuff even you know even if I end up giving something a bad review um, I was trying to find something I like about it and not be too mean about it and I mean Red Hot Chili Peppers had had a moment there like. 1990 to 96 maybe where i could tolerate their stuff for the most part um you know they brought kind of a cool kind of funky i mean there was this weird kind of like funky funky punk thing going for a minute there primus would be another member of that uh, kind of weird genre mashing um i'm not that big a fan of, of funk music at least not uh white boy funk music <laughs> <laughs> But they did do some things well, and Flea, I could listen to them just to listen to Flea's uh, bass playing, honestly. So, would you say that, well, first of all, Red Hot Chili Peppers most certainly have not put out a children's album. <laughs> I'd like to hear that. It just makes me think of the the Simpsons. Now, boys, uh, the network has a problem with some of your lyrics. Would you mind changing them for the show? Forget you, clown. Hey, our lyrics are like our children, man. No way. Well, okay. But here where you say, what I got, you got to get and put it in you. How about just, what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. Wow, that's much better. 
Everyone can enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. They're like, no way, man. Our lyrics are like our children. Well, you could change to what I want is I want to hug and kiss you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something that everybody can enjoy. They instantly give in to the switch. <laughs> and any band that's been on The Simpsons, I can give them some, some credit there. Coleman, since we haven't had you on, and, and since you're the reigning uh, champion of uh, uh, youngness to be on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, what, tell, uh, tell the people how you got into, tell them a little bit about your, your fandom origin story. Well, yeah, I would have, I grew up with They Might Be Giants, basically, that would have been, you know, I would have heard their albums when I was learning, you know, the one, two, three, the ABCs, if you want to say it like that. Cool uh, parents! Yeah, <laughs> so we had, um, you know, we had the, we had uh, iPod Touches, and uh, we'd have the They Might Be Giants video podcast on those, and I always loved those, loved the puppets, you know, because I was... yeah. Years old, uh, but then like I didn't listen to too much of them after that. Like I knew "Birdhouse in Your Soul," I knew "Istanbul" because they were pretty popular songs. Um, I knew "Istanbul" from "Just Dance on the Wii," if you can believe it. Uh, Just Dance, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, Istanbul man. was on that. <laughs> That's great. And anyways, then a few years ago, maybe three years ago, I basically remembered them. They played "Birdhouse" on the radio, and I was like, oh yeah. And I, I watched the video podcast and I was like, how can I forget this? It was all repressed memories, basically. So I listened to the, the self-titled album. I was like, oh, my God, this stuff is great. Like, they actually they actually are a decent band. And then I looked at the rest of their discography. I was like, oh, Christ. Like, they have, <laughs> they have like, one, one album every two years. So I basically started slogging through it. Uh, but it wasn't really much of a slog. It was great. Um, and I was like, yes, this is just my new favorite band. These guys are great. They're just, it's something that's so intoxicating. You just you keep listening to their songs, and they're like, "It's just this is great." Like I ca- I couldn't think of a, you know, a they might be giant song I don't like. I'm one of the Mink Car uh, loyalists. I, yes, <laughs> I like Welcome. Mink Car. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I even like Mr. Excitement and stuff like that. Like, I yeah, you know, same, same. Um, and you know, even stuff about the all ages stuff. I think there's only one explicit they they might be giant song. I palindrome I. Um, they did slip uh, shit into the. F- it's the first time they've ever said shit, but it's very quickly in passing on. Um, Join us? No, no, no. Though they do say uh, they call people dicks Dick. in yes, that one. That's what yeah. it is. Uh, no, and I like fun. Oh, hold on. I got to find this. One of the that, first. Uh, on Can't Keep Johnny Dan, they don't mark it as explicit. Obviously, it's, it's not. It's tame enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like things I deal with as a, a elementary music teacher. Um, you know, kids are always suggesting whenever they have an opportunity to like suggest some sort of more modern song, um, things that can make it through radio without being bleeped aren't necessarily school friendly. Yeah. Like, you know, when Old Town Road started hitting big, you know, a year ago. Um, I had some some kids suggest that to me, and I I had heard of it, but I never bothered to listen to it. I'm like, uh, they were they were working on something. I was playing background music while they were uh, doing a, a music paper, and um, I'm like, well, I'm gonna check the lyrics first. And like, it says booty, which is something that most kids wouldn't even blink an eye at, but is something that if a kid went home and mentioned this, that a parent could get upset about it because it's not really some a word you should be dropping a whole lot around, you know kids that young 
But uh, let me figure out what song this was. Machek, help me out. You're really into the new stuff. What is it? <laughs> Am I? Is it? Well, we've talked about uh, new songs. Well, yeah, we, I, I can't put my finger on it. I remember a, a swear word that uh, once surprised me while I, while I was listening to a, a shuffle of all their songs ever. Uh, but uh, obviously I can't remember which precise one that was. Uh, well, I we've narrowed it, it down to the whole discography. <laughs> <laughs> I looked I, it up. There was a Snowball in Hell demo that had swearing in it. Uh, that did not make it to uh, Lincoln. I like oh. the demos with a little more cursing. Like I, I honestly prefer the less cursing studio stuff, but I love listening to the, the cursing demos. It's, it's yeah. neat. I also was just talking about this with someone um, that I think... Oh yeah, with uh, with Open Mike Eagle, I was talking about how uh, they need to release a live album that has all of the banter uncut because they amazing get they get they <laughs> they are hilarious in their banter for one, um, and they will curse and they will get political, all this stuff like that. Like they'll they'll bring all their thoughts uh, and adult adultness to the surface in between the songs. Yeah, you and can that tell stuff it's an usually gets cut. Show. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've had okay. So on the wiki, uh, I searched sw- well. First, I searched shit, and it keeps coming up because of interpretations where people have said shit. So that didn't narrow it down much. Um, and so now we got swear words. There's a whole list of them. Apparently on the live, clap your hands, clap your hands live on the almanac. Like, oh shit, clap your hands. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, we got, well, damn good time says damn a lot. That's one that like I wouldn't play in front of elementary schoolers. Um, disappointing show that that song has some hilarious oh, yeah. lyrics, including get your shit together. Uh, though my favorite part of that is then, and then the PA fell on the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> they get dark, but where is the? That's from the, they got lost the the B sides collection or. Ah, this point show yes 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 yes. Um, That's such a wild collection that album. Yeah. The army's be- tired now. Whew. I I beat the whiz. What is this? Oh, this is a monopuff song. I beat the Wiz, an unreleased monopuff song what? where he says, where apparently Flan says I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> oh man, send us a link. <laughs> yeah, well, well, here, let's see. I'll just, um, I'll email you all this. Um, the swear words tab is pretty <laughs> hilarious because they have stuff even like I flipped that guy the bird. Uh, for mainstream USA, which no one has really pointed out that the current uh, podcast theme medley, uh, it 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 mentions it says the the president, and then it says, and then it cuts to immediately. I flipped that guy the bird. Uh, nobody knows that uh, little little uh, s- sneaky uh, political statement in the medley. Uh, let's see the uh, where is it. The first album live. Okay, so that oh, on the first album live, they did keep a swear in the banter before Toddler Highway. Apparently, they say "fuck those guys." <laughs> I don't know who they're talking about. I have to go back and look. Um, the Twistin' demo says "bitchin' and mo- bitchin' and for moanin'. Um Oh, when the lights come on, here it is. Okay, oh, so as far yes. yeah, but we'll be laughing and shit is is the lyric. Um, 
Yeah, so it's that, but we'll be laughing and shit, which Linnell swearing, Flan swearing seems to make more sense, but Linnell swearing for some reason. It's unnatural. Yeah. I feel like in the between song banter, it's probably mostly Flans that swears, but I, I could be, you know, making that up in my head. John Linnell dropped a big fat F-bomb at our concert in Boston saying something political. Oh, yeah? He, he what did he say? F, he said F somebody. I forget who. I mean, it was probably someone horrible, like someone in power now, but who knows? Yeah, I remember on the I Like Fun tour, they played, I don't know if they played it just for Indiana, but they played, I live in Tippecanoe County, where William Henry Harrison became famous for murdering Native Americans, uh, and he, um, they played Tippecanoe and Tyler Two, and they played James K. Polk, and right before they did those two... I think it was Linnell said, and here's two songs about assholes, <laughs> which I was a fan of. Um, let's see where, what verse is this in? I remember like being a part of like a, a Reddit argument about like what, like how political the band was. And someone was like, oh, but in James K. Polk, like they're, they sound like they're fans of this guy. And I said, look, <laughs> if you listen to anything outside of their lyrics, you would have <laughs> half a clue what they're talking about. Well, that, that episode um, with my good friend, Steve Clark and uh, Dan Brooks, we, uh, that was for a long time the longest episode at two hours and 15 minutes. I think it was just eclipsed by Someone Keeps Moving My Chair, which really that one with Daryl Till, that one was uh, because there were a lot of covers. The uh, They Might Be Shitposting comp had just come out. But the, the, um, my, my, Steve had uh, majored in, I think he majored in English, but he minored in, minor, I don't think he minored in political sciences, but he's very up on politics. He's actually a lawyer. Um, worked a lot with like uh for like senior citizens' rights and worked with the AARP for a while. Uh, very political, very left leaning, and uh, he really got into it like line by line. I'm not sure if he if you all listened to that episode, but talks about just like the the verbiage and stuff like that, and um, like he sees the whole Southwest from Mexico. Oh nice yeah, the people don't down wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was like all, Steve. Mo- most nice people aren't seizing things from other people. <laughs> um, where is this? Okay, and from what I can tell, I'll be no more than a shell or an automaton. But we'll be laughing and shit, and we'll have been worth it when the lights come on. And I don't think I... I think I listened to that album probably ten times before I realized that's he dropped the this shit bomb in there (laughs) yeah i agree it seems a little out of place honestly like it could have been it could have been anything yeah there's a lot of things that rhyme with it like because shit and it rhyme he could have gone with something different so that was interesting choice this far into their career um and Coleman, you would have been 13 when this came out, so were you just like totally blown away and you ran out of the room with your fingers in your ears? Yeah. Mom, get in here. Yeah. Mom! <laughs> 13-year-olds have never heard anyone swear before, I'm sure. That was, that was actually, that's, I like fun. That's a, that's a really good album. Um, I kind of jumped between the new, because like, I was used to listening to bands like Queen uh, and Joel or Billy Joel, however you say his name, uh, yeah, yeah. released a proper album in you know decades, um, and you just see them at the Giants. 
you know, you know, like all the cut stuff from the nineties, you know, two thousand. It's like, oh my god, they just released an album like nine months ago. <laughs> um, I listened to that. I, it's just as great. I don't think there's been any dips in their career, really. I think they've just had such a strong through line of quality, and that's what I yeah, love. Really? Yeah, definitely. Like I, yeah, that that's come up before because um, there's some other song by song podcasts that I listen to. Um, and I used to listen to one about Blink-182, which some people would maybe say that they have never been a good band, but <laughs> I was really into them in high school. I was really into them in the 90s, but they have definitely put out bad albums. And if I were stuck doing a song-by-song podcast where, like, you know, let's say They Might Be, Gi- they Might Be Giants put out, like, a whole stinker of an album that's, like, 16 tracks long, and I'm like, great, now I have 16 episodes about horrible songs that I'm going to have to do at some point. Uh, but there is, like, I mean, not every song has been claimed, obviously. There are so many songs, but... Uh, I can't think of any song that I've seen claimed that I'm going to have to do where I'm like, ugh, at all, really. What do you think, Machek? You're being very quiet over there. Are you? Have you fallen asleep because of all your falafel? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm on the verge, uh, but uh, maybe I'll face the windows and look at the sky so that I uh, <laughs> have, uh, you know, so that you can f- see my face and see that I'm not asleep, actually. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> would you, would you agree with that statement that they so, have never put out a bad album? Uh, well, that's a, a very courageous statement given the uh, you know Mink Carr and John Henry uh, <laughs> foods I've witnessed the past uh, few months. Wait, have uh, you been hating on John Henry? As- no, you couldn't hate on John Henry. The Mink Carr thing's been raging for years, but who's been shit talking John Henry? I don't remember. I don't. I think it just comes with the territory of fandom that you are not a true fan un, until you uh, have an album that you that you actually hate. Uh, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, I don't have uh, one, so I'm not a true fan. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. It, it's funny because I've been getting a lot of heat lately about uh, you know talking down on the spine. And, but again, it's like, I think even Gur uh, Samuel about uh, Mink, uh, Minkar has said, like, I don't hate it. It's just my least favorite, you know? And that's like with me with the spine, you know, and I don't want to get into it all again now because then people are going to be like, you keep talking about the spine. <laughs> I'll hate on the spine for you. Yeah, the spine. I'm, well, okay, so what, what, <laughs> yeah, let's not make this a negative episode, but just very quickly, why is it, is it your least favorite album, Becca? I think that there really was a lull in the band between like Mint Car and The Spine, but not a deep one. Like there's great songs on both albums. And whenever I see any album at the bottom of like uh, my favorite albums list, I get upset because I think about all the great songs on that album and why they're wrong for, but yeah, they're, they're my least favorite. I don't dislike them. And they did put out no in between. um... And that's okay. Which has which has some great songs on it, but it's not my favorite kids album. Um, I I you know which honestly, is your I didn't, favorite kids album? Um, which is your favorite? I'd kids say album? here comes science. No, about, one two threes. I think one two threes. I think I prefer one two threes. That's, that's really the one that won the Grammy for. So, so many jams. Yeah, oh, yeah, but science. I mean, probably my two 
favorite kids songs. If I had to rank out of all the kids songs, I would go Paleontologist and Meet the Elements as my two favorites. And um, why does the sun shine? That's well, yeah, but technically that was. I mean, that was pre. Yeah, it's a great song, yeah. but that's way pre. Well, yeah. the, the, the here comes the science version, the kind of faster version. I like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Machik, what's your? Do you listen to the? Do you listen to the kids' albums at all? Well, of course I do. I listen to all of them. Uh, I celebrate their entire discography. What's your favorite one? <laughs> uh, among the kids' albums, I think uh, my favorites would be X Echo, um, Here Comes Science, and uh, Here Come the ABCs. But I think mostly because the because of the Alphabet of Nations. <laughs> um, that's 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a great fan of uh, No, though. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it was about No that um, No is the only kids album that I got when it first came out. I honestly didn't own a physical. I'd heard them, but I didn't own physical copies of any of the kids albums other than No uh, until my daughter was born. I'm like, okay, it's an excuse. Uh, honey, honey, I'm buying uh, four more CDs. She's like, "Why do we? Why are we still buying CDs?" I'm like, "Cause CDs are the best," and uh, and that was that. And I bought them. And so, but no, I think the production of No isn't as snappy to me. Like it doesn't. Um, well, I mean, Dan Hickey was the drummer at the time, and it's not anything about that. But like, they had gelled. Like they put out the spine, and they were recording. Here come the ABCs at the same time. Uh, as Marty said in that episode, um, so they were like gelling as what would become, you know, what is hopefully their permanent lineup now. And so here come the ABCs and here come the one, two, threes. Like they really locked into like what they were doing as a kids band, you know, their, their, mm-hmm. their uh, alter egos is the, you know, for the kids stuff. Yeah, I think that uh, no is a. Uh okay to listen to as a regular They Might Be Giants album because uh, until uh, recently, until I uh, started reading the wiki, etc., I um, I just considered it uh, another TMPG album with uh, some weird themes like the napping and, uh, you know, <laughs> kids rebelling and stuff right. like that. But uh, it, it seems pretty TMPG to me regular yeah and there are some songs on there that were written uh not intended to be kid songs that they kind of bent into that like the edison museum uh was you know and i'm not your broom those were both from long before they probably even thought about putting out a kid's album yeah coleman when you were growing up i mean what was did did you kind of just hear all of them at once i mean i guess why you all already would have been a little older when why came out yeah, no, I, I didn't listen to No. Um, we had ABC and 123s, and we had, I think we had Here Comes the Science, all the ones that were on the, uh, the Disney label. Um, right. So, you know, when they were doing Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and that stuff. Uh, and then they had the podcast as well. Uh, so I didn't listen to No until, you know, more recently. It's, it's good. It's, I'd say it's probably the, the weaker, on the weaker side of their kids' albums. Um, but like on the topic, you were talking about CDs, and you were talking recently on one of the podcasts, how much you love CDs. Um, I I basically skipped CDs, um, right? So we I'm a Spotify person, as mean as they are to artists, um, and they might be Spotify is it's kind of it's kind of lacking. So 
Like they have all the albums on there, but they won't. I know they they won't put on My Murdered Remains. Um, they have the the Communists EP on there, but they won't put on My Murdered Remains is solely um, disc format. To force us to buy it, which worked. It charted on Billboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I out. bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same here. I know. I I'm, saw someone on, uh, I don't know if it was the shitposting page or Miss T, where someone was like, wait, what's my murdered remains? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is this backfiring against the band now? I mean, Yikes. You, know, you know, after that initial push of them to like promote the album for people to buy it, uh, if you're not like a super, super fan, and you mainly listen by streaming, which yeah, most true. people do these days. You're going to go on there and be like, oh, their most recent album is I Like Fun. You know, the Escape Team's not on there either, I don't think. No, and that's great as well. I had to listen to those on YouTube. Um, I would I would buy them, you know, if I could if I could buy a way to unlock it on Spotify, because my whole music world is revolved around that, you know, I've got a They Might Be Giants playlist and all that. Yeah. Um, like I, I buy merch from them, but I can't. I can't see myself buying my murder remains. I was gonna get that Lincoln. You know, they had the red Lincoln uh, vinyl. That looked yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but Do you I, have a turntable? Yeah. Uh, no, I have a very cheap, very cheap vinyl player, um, like a department store. Uh, but you know, because because my my parents have just box one boxes of vinyl, um, so we needed something to play them with. Before. So, wait, how old are your parents? Uh, they are at the dad is fifty at the moment, I think. And okay. My mom is somewhere around fifty as well. I don't know the exact age. Okay. So they had a lot of like ABBA and Queen on on vinyl, uh, so we had to do something to play them. Um, Agreed. Like, you have to. Yeah, I mean, you can't just you can't let them sit there gathering dust. So we uh, we got a very it was only like one hundred fifty euros vinyl player just to play them through yeah I, I still am also clinging to my component stereo system that has the five disc cd changer the dual desk dual deck uh t- cassette player yeah the turntable like th- that's the problem is that like turntables are kind of like it's their own thing but you need other stuff to hook it into so when you're buying a turntable you have to buy other stuff like i i think there are um yeah like probably like the kind of thing that you bought i bought for my classroom, um, they've resurrected the Victrola name. I'm not sure what larger company owns them now, um, but you can buy these like six in one players. Like I, uh, this thing, it's like it's barely bigger than the size of a record. You know, it's like maybe 14 inch square and like maybe 10 inches high. You open the top, it's got a record player, it's got a CD player. Uh, you can slide a cassette in the side. Uh, of course, it's got a it's got a radio, but then it's also got Bluetooth and an aux input, so it has all of that stuff. This is the eight and one. The it's got the and Bluetooth one. and the tape and the disc and the USB and the record and the record's broken and I have to buy a freaking new one because oh no, hear anything on this? Yeah, it sucks. I was trying to think what else would have been because mine's the six and one. I'm like, so the USB and what's the other one that mine wouldn't have? You've got the the radio, of course. Um, yeah. What have I got? I've got a tape. I've got a CD. I've got two radios. I've got the vinyl. Bluetooth. Oh, an yeah. auxiliary. There's an auxiliary. Yeah. Yeah. But I bought it to show, because uh, kids kids are aware of records because of hip-hop mainly and DJing yeah. and stuff like that. 
but lots of them haven't seen it in person because most of their most of my students' parents are younger than me. Like you know, I'm about to turn 39, and we waited a long time to have uh, a kid because my wife was in school for so long. But like working, especially working in rural Indiana, people tend to have kids younger there, and there are people who have like four kids that are younger than me you know they come into parent teacher conferences or whatever and i'm like oh my god how old are you you're (laughs) well you burden yourself with children at like age 18 or something i'm like that's crazy but you know to each their own you know you gotta you gotta grow your family to uh uh, have free labor on your farm i think maybe that's it (laughs) there was a bit of a they might be giants Instagram mystery, but well, I wouldn't call it a mystery. Because um, I know recently they set up, maybe it was a few months ago, uh, maybe it was before that, they had an official They Might Be Giants page on Instagram. Because for a while I didn't have one. The flag yeah. had an Instagram page, but Linnell didn't. And they kind of started posting just random, like just like very awkward selfies of themselves with just random captions, you know, very They Might Be Giants stuff. Yeah. It got basically corporate taken over. You could tell, like a late over or something because they were just probably stuff like the new vinyl out now click link in bio they uh, hired a social media person exa- yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um and i'd also been following all of the they might be giants meme you know all those accounts and one day when i logged on to spotify you, you get this alert that uh, you're in the top one percent of they might be giants listeners what <laughs> yeah so this and this is i i went down to the spotify reddit this is something that happens they're trying to figure out if it's real or not. Like, can you measure that as a metric? No. So you listen to an artist a lot, you know, you just get this thing coming up, you're in the top 1% of listeners, and then it, it there's like a button that allows you to support them or something. I can't remember. Anyways, what? and I sent it to all the They Might Be Giants pages on Instagram. I was like, have you guys got this? Because these people, you know, also listening to them nonstop. And one of them said yes. And yeah, they got it before. So I went on to Spotify about it, uh, but it was interesting because some people were getting two percent and three percent. So huh. I still don't know if it's real. It just, it just like I listen to them a lot, but top one percent—that just seems—I don't know. But this was, wasn't on April first. No, no, <laughs> and it was—it was interesting. I was, <laughs> You're right. We basically started to try to figure out. Um, is this real? Is this a thing? I know you can you can look it up because people get alerts about the artists all the time. But it was kind of believable for the Mike Giants because they only have about a million concurrent listens like every month. Mm-hmm. It was somewhat believable, and that's yeah, that's on Spotify. They're they're always kind of dipping in and out. They're always like nine hundred k, one million dipping in and out of that. Uh. Yeah, I think they're. Um, I think Flans is uh, on the social media thing. Flans is just sick of having to because he's pretty much the one that runs the social media stuff i mean unless like yeah i think maybe they're it's kind of like flans will jump in and do stuff when he wants to um but then you'll also see stuff that seems more like it's coming from management or or pr or whatever else but flans does seem to have a voice in there especially like when you'll see like political tweets and stuff like that you're like you know their management isn't putting out you know, anti-Trump stuff, you know, (laughs) it's funny though. I remember I lost a few Twitter followers when I posted something about being a, uh, like a petition to get Elizabeth Warren on the primary ballot in, in Indiana, which didn't end up, you know, she dropped out already anyway. But, um, 
I lost like four followers. One of them was from England and I'm like, why do you even care? And he, and I was just like, good riddance. I mean, you think like if you listen to They Might Be Giants, you'd have to be at least somewhat aware, or I guess if you're on social media, that they are the liberal type. And uh, if you can ignore that enough to be a fan, but you can't ignore that I am a Democrat, I get, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I'm like, okay, goodbye. Whatever. This was something they posted. Um, this is what they posted. Was their, it was their first post on the account. And it's probably the funniest thing I've seen. Lynette taking a very dad self. Hey, and Averin <laughs> is the, uh, is Averin the first comment there? When your yeah, parents that, first that, start to use Skype. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Averin who was on the sleep episode and uh, guest hosted the both miscellaneous trans episodes. Yeah, so that was yeah. the account I was talking about, but now they're just complete. Uh, it's just, you know, oh, this is the something, something. Boring. Yeah, exactly. You can tell. Yeah. There's like, there's a, basically a template all of these banned Instagram follows, and it's very odd. It's like some, maybe one or two personal photos, and then just stuff like new merch is out, you know. So it's, it's yeah. nice to see a bit of personality in those accounts. It's pretty sad. Uh um, that uh, to acknowledge this, but I have read articles about the best way for usually I'm reading articles about companies, uh, quote unquote, uh, social media feeds and like how to do it correctly. Because when you're in a band, or are you okay over there? <laughs> oh, sorry, I just heard a gasp, which is which is coincidentally my daughter's favorite sound right now. Just everything, there's like. <gasps> A blue car. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A pine cone. And um, so, yeah, it's like I've read articles about like how to best have a uh, like an engaging Twitter feed or whatever. And I mean, it's all stuff that totally makes sense. And most of it is about like only every 10th tweet should be promoting whatever, you know, and then the rest should be like trying to engage with your audience and like because you know, I remember it was, it was something about like it was it was comparing like all the different car companies Twitter accounts and how like Chevrolet or something was like, um, what was your first car that you owned? So then that like brings on a whole lot of conversation, obviously, rather than just being like, it's our Memorial Day sales event or whatever, you know? And so the Instagram thing turning into just a promotional thing is kind of a bummer. Because Flans yeah. is very Flans, I, you know, I like the guy's personalities, and I want to hear that stage banter coming out in tweet form or you know Instagram form. Yeah, he he posted like he's posted memes and everything that people have made. Like there was one about uh, a nine rand sandwich, but it was like a subway ad. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. I missed um, that one. But this, yeah, this this account is actually kind of going stagnant to the moment that they might be giants when they haven't posted since March. But they're definitely show. Well. Although they don't, they are not verified on Instagram. They've got 5,000 followers. And it's interesting huh. that they're not I don't know if the numbers have to be to get the blue, the check mark yeah. on that stuff. Because Fl- uh, Flansburg is not verified either, I don't think. And he's got, got 9,000. Yeah, I don't know if there's um, a certain threshold you need to pass. I, think, I know. Yeah, I think Scott, you have to, like, a, a approach. Scott. Uh, Heisel, my best Western co-host, he, um, I remember saying like, and this was a few years ago that he had to 
like basically like apply to get a verified check mark and he has 8000 followers on Twitter um and I noticed he just changed his Twitter name to Scott Heisel with Rome <laughs> a sublime reference for those of y'all that don't uh, know that yeah let's uh you know what, let's pivot back to uh their the age of their fan base so I guess you know social media has a lot to do with engaging with um the younger crowds um well actually yeah how how about this what um what social media platforms are you on coleman instagram um that's about it to be honest reddit as well i suppose i don't know if you can because that's where i found your podcast actually um Reddit. Hold on, uh, stop talking for a second until this yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Whoever's, this is yeah. I'll close the window. Well, yeah, because okay. I can't separate. Sorry. I can't separate your voices. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess Reddit is like a, You know, you've got a profile on there, kind of. You know, it's it's a different kind of. It's it's almost like a very '90s kind of social media. Like you you miss this whole part of the internet, but you know the. I remember being on. Prodigy was my first web hosting whatever that my family paid for, and there were like these things they called bulletin boards, and there were chat rooms and all these places. And, and Reddit, when Reddit first came out, I'm like, what is this? A throwback? I'm like, like this looks like the '90s. And I've only really gotten engaged on there because of the podcast um, to promote my stuff and kind of interact with people on the They Might Be Giants thing mostly. But um, what is your uh, what's your Reddit username? I am Wolf Tone Shimon. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm I'm Gregorb on there. Gregorb was kind of my handle around punk news and everywhere else for a long time. Becca, um, so you're not really on Facebook either. I know you're on Instagram and and Twitter, right? Are we? We're hooked up on Twitter, aren't we? Yes, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and we've connected on Instagram and and Twitter. And my Instagram is. Sapphire Becca of Pure Love. Nice. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, that's so sweet. Yeah, I, I love. Uh, especially, I feel like I might have found all these people by now. But all the people that have they might be giants references in their handles, uh, I love coming across those. Like, um, I think Rachel Jones might have changed hers, but she she had snagged Mrs. Bluebeard there, um, and. Um, I don't know. There's some other good ones I can't think of at the moment. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of Seymour's, actually. Seymour Galore is a great uh, handle. And I also just like the rhyming stuff, like, you know, my band's Outdoor Valor. So Seymour Galore, it it, it was it was kitschy to me. Uh, and Machik, you're, you are on Facebook. And that's why I think you were, you were waiting for me to call you on Facebook. And you're like, oh, wait, it's on Google Hangouts. What? <laughs> exactly. And, but you're not on Twitter, no. right? I don't think Instagram? it's very popular among, uh, you know, like regular folk in Poland. If you're a politician, yeah. a public figure, you get a Twitter. Or if you really like to just argue with people, you get a Twitter. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm, but I'm neither of those people. And uh, I've got an Instagram and uh, it's called, uh, both of my Instagram handles are in Polish. So uh, the one I'm able to you know, give you with some references, Shafirowe uh, Pociski, which means sapphire bullets in Polish. Nice. Uh, yeah. So if have you, you ever well, managed how, to <laughs> If you haven't it, already, how about you find th- this might be a podcast on Instagram and then I can follow you back. 
you, oh, you, you got an Instagram. I didn't know that. Okay, I'll find you. Yeah, it's it's fairly new. Someone convinced me to do it. I'm like, I fought it for forever because I'm like, why would an audio medium have a visual focused social media? But it's it's the thing, you know, as Coleman is proving, it's the thing that the kids are on these days. Everybody's yeah, doing like it. Facebook is the new MySpace, basically for the. The Zoomer generation, which is tough to hear. <laughs> oh, I miss MySpace. I miss MySpace. I just recorded an episode with Bob Nana of Braid that'll be coming out in not too long uh, for Nothing's Gonna Change My Clothes. And we're collaborating on a cover for that. That's the only reason I'm waiting to put it out till we finish our cover. But I found out that he is doing TikTok uh as kind of like a, a, a little experiment which i thought was hilarious i'm like what what are you doing on tiktok because he's i mean he's mid 40s um and i'm like what are you doing there mixing it up with like the tweens or whatever on tiktok and his his basically his his gag his account is that he does covers every week of whatever song is number one on billboard for that week uh and and then he also does a cover of something he actually likes because <laughs> he was talking about how like he's like maybe this year there's been two songs that hit number one that I didn't hate, <laughs> which I say is probably pretty generous. What's that? That can be a problem with you know that music. Ugh, the that the kids music, <laughs> the kids music. It's really hard to imagine they might be giants. Uh, you know, even though I was, I wasn't aware of them yet when birdhouse came out but it's hard to imagine them having a hit on the radio yeah honestly you know at this point when we think back on them they seem like kind of our own little you know our lovable weirdos and their music is you know we're special for liking them but they did have hits <laughs> yeah i think i don't know what it is about irish radio but birdhouse in your soul is always getting played by djs in ireland still huh. Yeah, it's I don't know wow. what it is, but on on RTE, the public service radio, like I feel like they're, they're always playing, and that's what always kind of reminded me that they might be giants. I'd be like, oh yeah, of course, they might be giants. Um, I don't know, I don't that's know, awesome. But I guess I guess they they like them. I don't know if you could call YouTube a social media, but um, I am on that too. I have a terrible podcast with my two friends. Oh, you you got a podcast? What's it called? Uh, well, it's in Irish. Podcast and Heron. Um, it's, it's oh yeah, duh, yeah. That's how you signed up for the, the the Patreon. It is not. It is not truly not much. It is just um, very unintelligible, for <laughs> jabbish, and then Family Guy episode reviews. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very fifteen-year-old thing to do, I think. <laughs> so keeps, you, keeps you off the streets, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, do you guys have? Do you have a Patreon as well for your? Oh no, we have we have like eighty-seven subscribers on YouTube. We are not a Patreon level yet, uh, and I think I know all of those subscribers personally. There are people who I've just told to subscribe. So. Um, no. Oh, that's how it starts. We're a bit. I got. I got slightly viral. I posted a. Uh, <laughs> I posted a funny frisbee fail about three years ago, <laughs> uh, which got three thousand views. So that that kind of. There you go. Your taste of fame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the funny thing was, it was actually completely choreographed. Uh, we spent about an hour trying to <laughs> a frisbee fail. <laughs> trying to get the fail just right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, great. this is I'll serious do. business. Yeah, you know? there was a lot of. I, I was the one taking the frisbee too. 
So the, there was a the, lot of frisbee hits to the the head before I could get it. <laughs> the internet is a weird place. Uh, <laughs> uh, Becca, can I ask? Uh, can I ask how old you are? I'm just wondering about your internet uh, history with the internet. Yes, I am 25. Um, I remember just my grand or my father having like a Windows 98 PC that I Booyah. was barely allowed to use, and I don't know. I uh, I downloaded some music on like LimeWire or whatever he was using. Caught a couple of viruses on his behalf. You know those lovely yeah. things you yep. do as a child. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I discovered the band through the um, the Humble Bundle. They do video games, but they did a Humble Music Bundle, and I um, bought I I got all that music, and I fell in love with basically everyone who was a part of it. So there was album raises new and troubling questions. There was the Jonathan Colton like um, album. It was like a compilation. There was an MC Front a Lot favorites album there's a composer named christopher tin who i ended up buying all of his records and everything he's amazing and there's a video game composer who's in there and that's how i got started on they might be giants and wow. and, and mc fun a lot and christopher tin and i'm a big fan of them all now holy cow this is another new way that i'm hearing about so we got to get so becca and coleman we need to get you on uh a regular episode so we can talk about in full i'm gonna send you the spreadsheet link right now actually um so you should pick a song uh that you want to be on an episode for so i can hear fully about that because it's crazy like when chris um um Oliveira was on he wait have we even aired this yet i can't keep track of what has even aired and what uh i'm about to release episode 84 but i've recorded 106 episodes oh my <laughs> that's half a year um, built up <laughs> yeah i well that's why we're there's going to be some double episode weeks whenever john walker can help me edit um because this yeah i've got i've got stuff through till october if i just release one a week uh already recorded um but chris yeah chris olvera is on the reprehensible episode which is scheduled for july right now but he got into them through a sega cd thing something that came with the the Genesis had like a CD yeah, uh, I heard thing you that. could plug in. Yeah, and and um, Mammal was on it or something. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Because pretty <laughs> much it seemed like all of my guests were like Tiny Tunes, Tiny Tunes. It would be like either if they were slightly older than me, they actually they got into them through 120 minutes. You know, they saw one of their videos. Um, if they're about my age, it was Tiny Tunes. If uh, they're a little bit younger, it was Malcolm in the Middle or Homestar Runner. But then, like this, like Becca, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone bring that up, and I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. So we'll we'll get you on uh, uh, a proper episode and uh, hear more about that. But I think maybe we'll wrap up this party here. Any any final thoughts on um, Monchek? Do you have any final thoughts on uh, how? great they might be giants are for for maintaining this huge fan base <laughs> well the recurring theme today has been um the span the generational span of uh, of their fan base and i was all the time wondering we we've all heard of the kids album and young they keep gaining younger and younger fans and uh, songs that making keep making songs that appeal to various age groups but uh, they uh, they haven't 
recorded an, an uh, geriatric album yet. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the only song I can think of in that regard is uh, the one with uh, my excellence at parkour. Uh, yeah, I like fun, right? Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, <laughs> sure, <for> sure. <laughs> so fifty-eight is uh, yeah. I mean, it's I geriatric, guess huh? Yeah. When, when do well, you start? I, the oldest well, car- uh, referenced age, and you yeah. know the. Well, I think you theme. start getting a. I think in the, in America you start getting uh, AARP uh, male uh, when you're 55, I believe. So technically, it might be giants are senior citizens. <laughs> How weird is that? They're the coolest seniors I know. I, I think if they were going to put out a geriatric album, it's just like uh, Flans would put on his crooner voice, and just everything would sound like Sinatra. <laughs> I could see them do that. That's <laughs> yeah. possible. I would, you know, honestly, I would love to hear them do like a orchestral album, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. a lot of bands have gone to that for like uh, gimmicky stuff like um, Metallica with a full orchestra behind them or whatever. But like, um, I'm thinking more of like how Ben Folds did an album like that where it would be like it would still include the, the five, you know, giants, but then have some like really fleshed out stuff. Like they've head strings, they've always have a lot of horns, stuff like that. But like full on, like you know, sixty piece orchestra or something. Oh, that would be an that, amazing concert to that go. That would be such a to. treat. Yeah, like, but to hear an album like that, like a concert, it seems kind of unwieldy. Maybe uh, at least to tour like that, you know, maybe they do it in New York or something. But uh, to hear an album like of new songs, not just rehashed old songs with an orchestra, you know, slammed into the arrangement. But, um, yeah, like a full album written with that in mind because they're excellent arrangers and, you know, they're always thinking about more than just guitar, bass, drums. So that would be cool. And uh, maybe the old folks would dig it. <laughs> there's a there's bassoon on this song. I love a good bassoon line. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah, hell yeah. I've, I've, yeah, Alter Valor said bassoon on a song. Becca, any last thoughts? Uh, it's just they're the greatest band in the world for a reason. That's, uh, they're fantastic. And, uh, their efforts to make timeless music, I think, really has paid off because so much of their hits and albums are, are truly that timeless. Yeah, I think the lyrical content also helps too, because if you're passing down songs to your own kids, like the adult They Might Be Giant songs, if they were all about, like, Ronald Reagan or something, because like, I don't know who that is. They're like, well, it's just consider yourself lucky. <laughs> and <laughs> Coleman, as the uh, the the baby face uh, kid on the pod here, any of the final thoughts? Well, I know you know the, the community is very tightly knit, and they're all basically massive fans. There aren't a huge amount of like casual fans, and they might be giants. Um, yeah, maybe not anymore. Yeah, as as a high school, if you know, I don't use that word very often. Um, they might be Giants fan. I get a lot of flack. Uh, they are not liked in my class. Um, oh. My friends have very strong opinions about music, which, of course, are constantly changing. Um, my friend, David, who's just, he, he, he likes every kind of music, but they might be Giants. <laughs> he, he loves, like, Primus and classical music and, like, techno dubstep. He just he listens to everything. But I was, like, you know, introducing to They Might Be Giants, and he was like, Coleman, this is terrible. And the one, <laughs> the one criticism I mainly get is uh, all their songs sound the same. That is so no sense to me. What? I know. Dare they? You, 
You I need to play your friend uh, Man It's So Loud in Here. That's what and, I said. Uh, Am I Awake? Yeah, I think it's just the vocals. Um, the very just yeah. vocals that get to them. Uh, I also once went to my friend's house, uh, whose dad is uh, very into music. He's got all fancy vinyl players and this stuff. And I told him my favorite bands are They Might Be Giants. And he kind of looked at his wife and he was like, oh, do you remember that band? And they were like, oh, yeah, I remember They Might Be Giants. <laughs> Like, oh god! I've been trying to forget. At, he's like, look at this guy. Uh, <laughs> so I I don't have many. They might be giants or my, my family. I've tried to convince my family how great they are, but no. Um, there's a lot of stigma around it. And I don't well, know. other than your parents, right? I mean, yeah. your parents like them. Well, yeah. not really. I think they just bought the the kids album because they were on it. Really? They bought a lot of Disney stuff. They they don't actively listen to They Might Be Giants. I take back what I said about you having cool parents. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kind of well. They're, they're medium cool <laughs> for buying the albums, at least. So I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck. I'm I, I don't have a lot. So it's the online community that uh, is the only people I can discuss. They might be giants, but really, because I just talk about it and they're like, "Oh Christ, come on, please." Shut up. Yeah, can you shut up about them? Okay, I'm just gonna look at my phone for a while. Yeah. I'm beginning to think that being a fan of. Uh, they might be giants always comes with uh, some sort of uh, isolation because uh, not until a long until not a long time ago i thought that i was the only fan in poland uh, and it turns yeah. out that there's two of us and uh, it's really hard <laughs> to find someone in your direct surrounding that actually yeah. knows and likes them yeah, yeah I'm, I'm strange because they are the greatest well they one of the two greatest bands in the in the world one of the two. Wait, what was the other one? I feel like we talked about this before. What's your other favorite band? Well, insert anyone you like. <laughs> They're that good. They're as good as whatever else Machek is listening to. Uh, I, I think Beck is the luckiest in being on the East Coast. You uh, probably have the highest contingent of uh, They Might Be Giants, or the possibility of They Might Be Giants fans living close to you. I try to wear my hoodie everywhere I go, and no one stops me. <laughs> <laughs> I had one Come on, people. I had one uh uh lecturer in a discussion section say, Oh, I I is that really they might be giants? I had pencil reins stuck in my head all day. And that was the end of the conversation. Hey, that's you know, that's a pretty deep cut. Um yeah. maybe Malcolm in the Middle fan, because that probably. song was played on the very first episode. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh crew. Thanks for uh well subs- thanks for being Patreon subscribers. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah. It, it's it's nice to um, just have people acknowledge all the, the work that is put into this because it did start as a passion project, but the way it snowballed, I am trying, you know, it, it y'all are keeping me accountable for like continuing to put out the content because, you know, I wanted to do it anyway. But like Best Midwestern, we've had times when we've slipped and gone like a couple months without putting anything out. And like we have a Patreon, it's like making like 12 bucks or something. I don't know. It's like my dad and two other people. And, you know, we got stickers and buttons and stuff, but like we've barely put on any exclusive episodes because we don't have people like holding us to that. That, you know, it's a weird kind of like we're stuck in this little thing with that. Um, and, you know, we, we could push it a little harder. But like with this one, the way it's taken off, um, it, it, it keeps me producing content, keeps me wanting to produce content because, uh, you know, people like like you three and not, not that people that aren't paying in don't like the show and aren't appreciating it. But it really um, drives me to, um, you know, keep making these episodes and keeping up on the um, 
weekly stuff and you know the exclusive episodes so thanks uh you three and thanks to all my other patreon subscribers out there thank you greg for having us yeah, yeah. thanks a lot thank you for making that podcast and uh thanks of course did my check did you get your t-shirt yet not yet still Mother wearing the one fucker. i made <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the john slut one <laughs> That was great. Uh, um, if that one doesn't get to you, I really, I might just have to, you know, fly over there when it's safe and hand it to you because apparently the U.S. Postal Service cannot be trusted uh, sending things to Poland. But, or maybe uh, the Polish Postal Service cannot be trusted with parcels from the United States. Apparently, they still think that you're sending over cocoa and oranges. <laughs> Stuff's made it to Australia and to England. I don't know why I can't seem to get it, you know, to Poland, but hopefully it'll show up. But anyway, yeah, so anyone can go and sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash this might be a podcast and follow us on all the other social medias and such. And uh, that uh, we'll, we'll sign it off. I'm kicking you all out of my house. Party's over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Celebration.